The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Which coast? Traveling east to west. Aaron Laugh. No, oh, he did it. No. <laughs> Mark Gunnels. At the house on it. Chiefs coast to coast. I mean, three days ago. I know, right? You know, it just seems like yesterday. We were riding around the streets of LA. You had her loss blasting through. Classic Mark Gunnels, right? Drake blasting through the speakers. <laughs> Dude, I really hate you, dude. <laughs> ah, what you been on, man? How you, how you been? I've been good, man. Um, ready for Thanksgiving tomorrow. I'm gonna spend time with the with the with the woman, with her family, with the kid. You know, have some good eats, good football. Hopefully, have some drinks here and there. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I can't believe it's already Thanksgiving. Honestly, like, where did the time go? This year's already almost over with. I, I really can't believe it. Yeah, this part of the year always seems to go by fast. I'm like you, man. I, I tweeted out earlier today, I'm low vibrations only tomorrow as far as my plate is concerned. I want the mac and cheese, the greens, beans, tomatoes, all of them, man. Uh, I'm ready. I can't wait. This is the, this is my favorite time of the year. Let's do a little L.A. recap, man, for people who, who didn't know. Coast to Coast was on the West Coast, the best coast for a little bit uh, for Chiefs Chargers. And it, it was good to link up, man. You came out to KC, so I... I made the return trip out to L.A., and we had a couple beverages out in Hollywood. Yeah, yeah, you know, a couple of, a couple of beverages here, bar hopping a little bit. Um, you took an off-guard picture of me, uh, wasn't ready for it. You, you really heard on that picture still, man? Without my, predict- without my permission, you just posted it. It's crazy how it just happens well, like that. I cannot believe you yeah. had a silk shirt. You had a cheetah print silk shirt on, my guy. It's Hollywood. I mean, if you're gonna wear that, where else would you wear it besides Hollywood, California? Like seriously, that's like the one place in this country that you would wear that shirt. I I, I really couldn't believe what I was seeing, to be honest <laughs> with you. But it's Mark Gunnels. We had a good time, man. Definitely, it was it was fun to link up, fun to fun to do it in person, and uh, then hey, that kind of got it. that email, by the way. <laughs> I wasn't gonna bring it up, but you brought it to the mic. Hey, you know, I'm I can laugh at myself. It's okay. 
But we don't got to go more in depth about that. Yeah, we'll, we'll just leave it at that. We'll, we'll transition now into, into our game recap. How about that? Mahomes avoids. He's a magician. Chiefs recap. 30-27, to 27, the final on Sunday Night Football. An absolute thriller, and I feel like the Chiefs just hit Control-V from the last time they played the Chargers in SoFi. No overtime this time, but still a game-winning touchdown from Travis Kelsey, who finishes the night with six catches, 115 yards, and three touchdowns. Really a, a thriller in, in SoFi to give Kansas City this pivotal three-game lead in the division. Really a four-game lead, if you think about it, adding in the tiebreaker there, and if you're Rocking with us here on the visuals. Uh, you see Travis Kelsey doing a little LT, Deion Sanders, something into the end zone. He was unstoppable, Mark. And and really, I mean, what more can you say about the, the duo of Mahomes and Kelsey? Yeah, it seems like Kelsey's getting better as he ages, which is, you know, shouldn't happen at this point in his career, especially in a year when you don't have Tyreek Hill. People were saying, well, now teams can just load up on Travis Kelsey, right? Because you don't have that threat on the outside. And he still is producing at a high level. I mean, a historic level. I mean, he's on pace to break a lot of records from for himself in a single season. So, I mean, it's definitely uh, something to marvel at. The fact that he always seems to get open is really mind-boggling. When I, Like I just said, teams know he's getting the ball, especially in these situations. Like right now, as you're watching on the game-winning touchdown, but he still always finds the way to get open. I think it just is a testament to the chemistry of him and Mahomes. They just know each other so well. And Travis Kelsey used to play quarterback. And I think that's a big factor as well because he can read Patrick Mahomes' mind and then obviously it goes vice versa. So it's just the uncanny chemistry that you don't see too often in this league. We talked about going into this game, how banged up Kansas City was as far as pass catchers are concerned. And this is from Adam Leviton on Twitter. Hope I pronounced that right. He says, Chiefs wide receivers, routes run last night with Juju and McCole Harbin out. Kadarius Tony left early, and we're counting all 38 of Mahomes' dropbacks. Justin Watson runs 37 routes, MVS 29 routes, Sky Moore 16, Kadarius Tony 9, and obviously he left early, and then Marcus Kemp got a spare route. Kelsey gets all the attention, and obviously he dominated in this one, but I thought it was important for the other guys to step up. There was a big third and 17 catch from Justin Watson that keeps Kansas City involved in the, on, on that uh, that late game action in the fourth quarter. And it, it it took a village offensively for Kansas City to to win this game. And I'll, I'll eat the egg on my face now because we do our predictions and we did predictions last week. And I said, hey, it's going to be a close one. I feel like the Chargers might get it. But Kansas City found a way, man. That championship medal, whatever you want to call it, uh, it came through when the lights were the brightest. Yeah, I regret that I didn't take you upon that bet uh, before the yeah, game. We had a fifty bill on it, and you just you just yeah, let, that could have yeah. been dinner, man. That could have been dinner. Yeah, but it's all good. But yeah, man, I mean, the Chargers needed this game a lot more theoretically than the Chiefs, right? You know, a team that's fighting for the playoff lives at this point, they still can get a wild card spot. But the division, obviously, at this point, is wrapped up unless uh, just something unforeseen happens in these last seven weeks. But I think the Chiefs have a pretty firm grasp on that. And yeah, like you said, these games always seem to come down to these moments. Every time they play the Chargers, it always comes down to the last possession. And it seems to always comes down to a game-winning Travis Kelsey touchdown, just like last year in SoFi Stadium in the overtime game when he had that crazy yak at the end and got an end zone. He just has an incredible knack. For the end zone. So, yeah, man, the Chargers, they played a great game. That's the thing about it. 
you, you don't want to feel too discouraged if you're a Chargers fan because they played well. You just scored too fast. Still I mean, in the playoff picture, too. They're still yeah. in the mix. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we were both at that game. I'm pretty sure we both had the same mindset. When the Chargers scored, it's too much time left. 146, and they had two timeouts. That's an eternity for this Chiefs offense. So, yeah, I just think there was just too much time on the clock. And in those situations, I wonder, it's hard to say this to your team because you obviously just want to score, but do you kind of just, like, run the ball maybe on first down? You can't play and that way. You can't the play clock like that. down a little that. bit? You can't play I mean, like that. I know you really can't, but do you really want to leave that much time left for Patrick Mahomes? It's a, it's a tough it's a tough balancing act, in my opinion. But, yeah, like you said, you got to score when you can. I understand that. But they had to know that, man, that's a lot of time. And the Chargers still had time as well. I mean, they had, what, 35 seconds, like, I believe? Yeah, like uh, that sounds about right. And really only had – Only needed a field goal. And really the the sack from uh, the sack from Chris Jones when Justin Herbert tried to step up in the pocket – that's what kind of screws you around when you're when, when the Chargers were trying to make that last drive. But so it's a one score game, and Kansas City's really dominated the these close games. I believe they got four wins in these last little one score games. It, it, it's a team that's pulled out victories when they need it the most, and Patrick Mahomes a big reason why. This is classic Mark Gunnell stirring the pot on Twitter, saying that the MVP debate is already done. But let's talk about it a little bit more. This is a already a former MVP in 2018, and his numbers in 2022 looking kind of the same, 66% completion percentage, leads the league in passing yards, 3,265, 28 passing touchdowns, also leads the league and only seven interceptions. Is there a race anymore? Is the MVP race over? Because it's been very popular to say after, after that thriller in SoFi that Mahomes has already got it wrapped up, and uh, you can just go ahead and hand it to him now as we enter week 12. Yeah, and, you know, when you say I'm stirring the pot, you're starting to lose your luster in saying that because you said on everything at this point. Me saying that this race is over is not stirring the pot. I mean, just look at the Vegas odds. He's like minus 150 to win, and next guy is plus 500. I mean, it's not stirring the pot. It's pretty evident that he's the clear front runner at this point, and it'll take something catastrophic to happen for him not to win at, at this point, considering the schedule. I mean, you're looking at the Rams. The only real game you probably really have is the Bengals. The Seattle, eh, they're pretty good. But, you know, for the most part, you have a pretty light schedule moving forward. So, yeah, I think it's over, uh, bar anything like an injury, knock on wood or something like that. But, yeah, I mean, he leads the league in passing yards. He leads the league in passing touchdowns. His team is the number one seed in the AFC right now. I, I don't see how he doesn't win this award. We talk all the time and, and about this award being narrative-driven. I know that's always talked about in the NBA when it comes to, to the MVP award. The narrative around this team and this offense coming to this year was, how is 15 going to do it without Tyreek Hill? There's so many new pieces. And we talked about it on this platform before. MVS, Juju, uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire needing to take a step forward. You have a seventh-round running back coming in. Uh, obviously, Kelsey was there and Andy Reid was there, and you've got that synergy, but there were question marks surrounding what the what the Chiefs were going to be able to do entering the season and through 11 weeks, man, especially with how thrilling they've been able to win some of these games specific to the to the L.A. game. Uh, it's narrative driven and it's hard. It's hard to it's hard to say Patrick Mahomes doesn't have all the momentum on his side right now as we enter week 12. And 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 like you said, the, the, the schedule kind of lightens up a little bit here uh, down the stretch. 
Yeah, I mean, and, you know, Patrick Mahomes sees everything. We know he sees everything. And, you know, all offseason, he's been hearing all the noise, like you said, about the Tyreek Hill being gone and people saying his receivers are mid. He doesn't have a true number one. You know, guys can just load up on Kelsey and double team him, take everybody else out. And that just hasn't been the case. I mean, he's playing his best ball of his young career, in my mind, you know, just because the fact that he's having to operate and really spread the ball around. He can't just say, F it, Tyreek Hill is down there somewhere, right? He really has to go <laughs> through his reads and, you know, trust his receivers. And he has a whole new bunch of guys, right? So I think, you know, even going back to the offseason, when he brought those guys down to Texas for two weeks, just to get a little head start before mini camp, before training camp, I think those things matter. The fact, you know, when guys drop a pass, he's the first one to go back over you and say, I'm going to go right back next to you, right? Go to you again. And just having that trust factor and having somebody that believes in you, somebody of that stature, it just builds up so much confidence in the young guys, you know, especially like a Sky Moore who had a big game on Sunday. Absolutely. So, yeah, I just think those little things matter, Just not just his skill set, but his leadership off the field as well. Couple people rocking with us here in the comments. Carl says should be able to slaughter the Lambs, and we'll have an update on their quarterback situation. Just came in, and that'll impact the game going out at Arrowhead. Uh, Sean Trell says I was at the game live. Mahomes' magic is real, and Travis Kelsey moves like he's got soul from think through tactical. Some moves there for Travis Kelsey going into the end zone, and it's been fun to watch, man. I know you wanted to shout out your boy Nick Bolton. Uh, as we kind of move down a, a little bit of a quicker episode here right before Thanksgiving. Big day for him, 14 tackles, the forced fumble, which helped get Kansas City the ball back. And then also the game-stealing interception. It, it, it's been uh, it's been good to see Nick Bolton kind of take that next step as a leader on this defense, man. Yeah, I mean, you should be excited as well as a Mizzou alum yourself. So Let him you know. know. It's it's a win-win for, for both of us at this point. But, uh, yeah, I think Nick Bolton, man, he's playing at a Pro Bowl level this year. I think he's top five in, in tackles in the league. Like you mentioned, he had 14 tackles. That strip fumble was huge on Keenan Allen. And, obviously, oh, yeah. the awareness and just being in the right place at the right time on that last play to seal the game on the interception there. Uh, yeah, I mean, the guy is just incredible. Uh, another gem right there for Brett Veach. And then you got him paired with Willie Gay, who had a, a nice game as well. You know, that sack on that blitz where he just got shot out of a cannon, right? So I, I think the Chiefs fans have been looking forward to seeing both of those guys healthy together because that could be one of the best linebacker duos in the league. You know, both guys are really young. Uh, they're athletic, especially Willie Gay. He's a sideline to sideline guy. Nick Bolton has, has the green dot. He's calling the plays. He's the smarts. He's the guy that's going to know where to go and fill the gaps, and he's a short tackler. So I think that both of them complement each other very well because they have two different skill sets, but it, it works together. So something to look forward to for years to come for Chiefs Kingdom. Sherry Smith says Mahomes better get the MVP, and we know Mark Gunnels agrees with her. Love making y'all part of the show. If you want to chime in, we got a voicemail line for you, 816-514-1267. We'll work those in as we talk Chiefs Chargers and try to preview Chiefs Rams. A couple more uh, interesting notes. We got our first look at Chiefs injury updates coming out of that game in L.A., and it is kind of a lot, Mark. First, let's start with the running back room. The Chiefs say Clyde Edwards-Lair has a high ankle sprain, and he's been moved to injured reserve, meaning he'll be out the next 
four weeks at least. That'll impact the running back room. Lucas Niang is the other move. He's activated to the 53-man roster. Some more depth along the offensive line for Kansas City. Joe Tooney and Kadarius Toney don't practice on Wednesday as of our recording. We'll see how that impacts their availability for Sunday. And then Juju Smith-Schuster returns to practice, which is good to see after that scary hit at Arrowhead. And um, I, I believe there was a fine that was associated with that. So some some good notes there. And uh, what uh, what stands out? From, from there obviously ceh probably yeah i mean i kind of expected that when you hear a high ankle sprain that's always a, a major concern nothing to play with at all um you know guys have been dealing with that and they'd be out maybe five six seven eight weeks i mean it's one of those things that can linger so i'm yeah. not surprised to see him on the ir uh especially you know i think the chiefs have pretty pretty much told everybody that isaiah pacheco was the, the main guy moving forward he had a really good game obviously on sunday over 100 yards rushing so I think they're going to slow play it with CEH and, you know, just make sure he's ready for the playoffs, you know, just to have that extra uh, depth piece there in the running back room. But I think right now they're fine with McKinnon and uh, Pacheco. Now I heard that Rojo, he may play. I was going to say, is it, is it Rojo season? Um, He may play this week only because I think this game may get out of hand. I think it should mm. get out of hand considering what the Rams are, are dealing with a quarterback right now. So, I wouldn't be shocked to see him get some reps in the second half of this game, but I don't think he'll be a a, a main part of the team moving forward, even without CEH in the close, tight games. But this week, I could see him playing for sure. Yeah, interesting to see there. And I know a lot of people wanted the the Chiefs to put in a waiver claim on Daryl Henderson, who was waived from the Rams. He's a Jaguar as of seven minutes ago here on Wednesday. They claim him off waivers. Oh wow! I know. So we'll see what uh, we'll see what Kansas City ends up doing at the running back position. If McKinnon and Pacheco are your guys, and, and Rojo comes in, we're solid with that. And we've talked about that on this platform before. That's why you had Rojo on ice water, waiting to be your insurance guy, waiting to be your Geico or your State Farm. I know you're a, a State Farm guy. <laughs> Um, but, but this is the time CH has a high ankle sprain. Like you said, don't, don't rush him back. Have him ready. Have him fresh for, uh, for the playoff run. And Rojo steps in fresh and ready to go. I saw him warming up, uh, at the SoFi field, uh, before that one. So he's a guy that's been itching and clamoring for some playing time. And and here it is, Mark, this one coming from Nick Schwert on Twitter. And I didn't put this on our rundown, but I think this is another reason why Kansas city continues to be so successful this year. It's chief sacks by season. 2020, they had 32 sacks. 2021, 31 sacks. Through mm-hmm. 10 games in 2022, Mark, they already have 32 sacks. I believe five in the win over the Chargers. You get pressure on the you get pressure on the quarterback, man. Good things happen. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. I mean, because you saw Justin Herbert at times, he kind of got a little timid in the pocket, oh, yeah. you know, because he see the heat coming. He don't know where it's coming from. Like I mentioned before about Willie Gay just kind of shooting through the out of the cannon right there. So, you know, when you get hit, not even just sacks, when you just get constant pressure on a quarterback and hit them time and time again, you know, they kind of get a little antsy in the pocket. They may release the ball a little quicker than they want to. Like, it's just a lot that goes into it when you can get constant pressure versus having a guy just sitting back there, patting the ball two or three times, going through his third and fourth read, right? Things are just comfortable. So you got to make things uncomfortable for quarterbacks, and the Chiefs have been doing that, especially as of late. Is Travis Kelsey the greatest tight end of all time? 
I actually don't think he is right now. I think he can be eventually. I, think I wasn't expecting he... to hear you say that. I, I thought you were going to come full pom-poms today. Nah, nah, man. See, you try to do that to me. I'm, I'm objective, <laughs> man. But it's a fair question. It is a fair question, you know. But I don't think right now. I think he's definitely top three. He'll be my top three. But I think uh, I'm still going to put Gronk at number one at this moment. I think uh, just his touchdown numbers were ridiculous. He was really good in yak. And then also, you're talking about all-around tight ends. He was one of the best blocking tight ends as well. So you got to consider that. You know, I know it's just all about people want to talk about the catches and stuff like that. But blocking matters too. And not say Kelsey is not a good blocker, but Gronk was arguably the best blocking tight end. He was essentially another offensive lineman <laughs> out there for the Patriots through all them years. So I think he's number one right now. But I think Kelsey, if he does this for another – at this level – I say if he plays another three years at this level after this one, then we have a different conversation. Yeah, this came from Patrick Mahomes after the big win at SoFi, 30 to 27. Uh, he says, we just kind of went through what we do every single day in practice, everything like that, and we executed. Travis is Travis. He's the greatest Titan of all time. He makes plays like that that win games. I thought a lot of young guys stepped up and some guys that don't necessarily have major roles stepped up on that drive. And it was good to see. He's making a case for it, man. And uh, I, I think when you're talking about him and Gronk specifically, it hurts that they didn't close out that that Super Bowl in Tampa. That was kind of the swing one where you think from a Holmes versus Brady legacy and then also Gronk versus Kelsey legacy. If the Chiefs win that Super Bowl, I think these conversations sound a little bit different. But now you're saying two or three versus one or two. And there's still time. There's absolutely still yeah. time yeah, on that absolutely. one. Um, how about, uh, I see chief special teams. We've talked about that. Do you, do you want to slam the chief special teams unit again? Got anything for them? Well, can I give some praise? I want to give praise to Harrison Bucker. Uh, I said, yeah, go last, ahead. I said last week, I need to see two straight clean games for him to feel like he's back. So that was number one. He didn't miss any extra points. Didn't miss any field goals. So if he could put together another clean game this Sunday, I would feel like, okay, I'm confident in him now. I think he's back. So congrats to him because it's easy to rag on him when he's missing. We don't ever talk about him when he's making them. So I think he deserves a little flowers today. But let me just say this. It was <laughs> It was with no elements. It was in SoFi, no win, nothing like that. So let's see what he does on Sunday. I'm not sure what the weather's going to be in Kansas City, but I know it's not going to be as pretty as it was in SoFi. So let's see. That's why you moved out the town, huh? You couldn't handle you couldn't handle the elements anymore in KC. I mean, did you hear me complaining on Saturday about how cold it was outside? That's because you had a silk shirt with your nipples pressing through. You <laughs> need to start wearing some like actual like jackets and stuff, you know. Let's get hey, to man. our game preview, man. Let's- <laughs> Chiefs, Rams, Arrowhead Stadium, Week 12 in the National Football League. This one, not many people have their eye on. As often as the Chiefs are in the spotlight, this is one that will not be getting very much uh, red zone treatment, in my opinion. Uh, It starts with an update on the Rams quarterback situation. 12 minutes ago from Adam Schefter, it's Rams head coach Sean McVay ruling out quarterback Matthew Stafford. 
They're saying it's a strained neck or a neck injury, but there were concerns that uh, it could possibly be concussion related. I know this was the second time in three weeks that he was being evaluated for a concussion. Look, man, it's been a tough year for the reigning Super Bowl champs. Cooper Cup is already on injured reserve with an ankle injury of his own. Matthew Stafford, we know, will miss this one. Uh, We mentioned uh, Daryl Henderson, who is now a Jacksonville Jaguar. It's it's tough sledding for the Rams, whose new quarterback one is, what's his name? Bryce Perkins? Yeah, Bryce Perkins, yeah. What do you think, Mark? Um, well, I, I don't have any Bryce Perkins analysis, so you're not going to get that <laughs> from me today, unfortunately. Uh, but, you know, bigger picture on the Rams here. Very unfortunate because I would say, you know, just shut down Stafford and, you know, just tank the season. Well, they don't have a first round pick. That first round pick is going to the Detroit Lions. They said so, F them picks. Remember that? Re- remember yeah. that? So they can't even tank, which is unfortunate for them at this point. So, but I still think they probably will shut down Stafford because he's older. You know, you don't want to play with the neck and things like that. Obviously, with Cooper Cup out, he's on an IR. So this is a lost season regardless. So no need to bring those guys back if you're the Rams, big picture wise. Just sucks you don't have a first round pick. But, you know, to this game, I mean... Before the year, this is supposed to be a marquee game. This is one that you circled on the calendar. Absolutely. This is one that Aaron Ladd was excited to be at on an Arrowhead on Sunday Sunday afternoon. America's game of the week on Fox, baby, three twenty five. But nah, it, it's it's not. It's Bryce Perkins versus Patrick Mahomes. Uh, no Cooper Cup. I, I mean, you know, you know me, Lad. You know I like to say. Chiefs by two touchdowns. And there it is. All that stuff. Well, can you blame me this week if it's I go it. <laughs> Appreciate that, sir. That's I know perfect. we're not to the betting part yet, so I don't want to spoil it yet. But, you know, I mean, I I don't see how the Rams are going to be able to have sustained drives and score points in this game. I just really don't. When you're not having Stafford, you're not having Cooper Cup. I, I just don't understand. I don't see how it's going to happen. I really don't. And this Chiefs defense. You know, they gave up 27 last week, but only seven in the second half. They buckled down in the second half, made some adjustments. And we know how Spags is against these young, unexperienced quarterbacks like a Bryce Perkins, like Malik Willis. He's going to bring it every possession. I mean, he's going to just go crazy with the blitz packages. I can see it right now, especially we don't have a Cooper Cup, a safety valve at a receiver. So I, I just don't see how the Rams are going to be able to do much at all offensively in this game. It was an offense that was limited when Cooper Cup was out there, man. Yeah. I, I mean, really, <laughs> this was a team that was leaving a locker open for Odell on purpose because they needed more offensive playmakers. They needed guys who were going to spread the field. And it's it, it, it's not a game that I think will be very competitive for very long. Um, but Andy Reid talked on his typical Wednesday availability earlier today and said a few things. He said, you know, I still see 99. I still see five. And this is traditional Andy Reid fashion. He's not going to overlook any opponent. And I think that that's what Kansas City needs to do. Get some things right. Right. Like at, at the end of that, at the end of that L.A. game or, or kind of in the second half, I tweeted this out, too. There was so much attrition. No Juan Thornhill out there. You, you got defensive guys going going, going out left and right. That tests your depth. Maybe this is a depth test game. Ooh, say that three times fast. Maybe this is a depth test game for Kansas City. Brian Cook 
gets a few more reps out there. Maybe Trent McDuffie gets a few more reps, who's been getting a lot of targets sent his way over the last two weeks. Maybe that's another topic for a different pod. But, you know, you can always, you can, there's, in the words of Eric Bieniemy, keep chopping wood. This is a perfect opportunity for Kansas City to keep chopping wood. You're on a four-game winning streak right now. This is a team that's blood in the water. Handle your business and move on to the next week. Yeah, you know, if you're a player on the team, you're part of the coaching staff, you're in that building at one Arrowhead Drive, I don't want you to overlook the Rams. But me, as a spectator, as you a guy that sports, <laughs> as a fan. Oh, clip that. <laughs> Sir, to clip it. Night, night. Oh night, night. I mean, come on. Give me a break. And I understand Andy Reid has to say that. I get it. But you know what? 99 and number five, they're going to be on the field a lot. I see a lot of three and outs, a lot of quick drives from their offense, and they're going to be burnt out by the second half because they're going to be on the field so much. They're not going to be able to sustain drives and keep Mahomes off the field. So, yeah, I get it. Coach speak. I respect it. Keep your guys locked in. You're still battling for the one seed. You know, as you know, they could say they don't want it or whatever. You know, you want it. Ultimately, you want it because need it. Need win. it. Extra bye week. It's only one of them. Yeah, you only got to win two games to get to the Super Bowl, and you got them both at home. So you're going to take that every year you can get it. So you got teams on your heels like the Bills still right behind you who own the tiebreaker over you. So that's crucial. Got Miami right there. You know, so you know you got teams still right on your bumpers. So you don't want to let up against a team that you should obviously win pretty handily. Let's go to Vegas real quick, man. Place your bets. Oh, there it is. There it is. Two touchdowns. Win by at least Let's go to Vegas with Mark. Mark was a little spicy in our, our, our pre-production group chat. I got his uh I got his season total wrong and he chirped back quick. I mean, you're trying to mess up my record, bro. I mean, come on. Uh, That's not good business. Like, give me my extra man. win. Give me my win. <laughs> oh, gosh. Mark went 2-0 last week. He only gave us two plays, and they both hit. He had Kelsey going over 82.5 receiving yards. Travis Kelsey had 115 receiving yards. No tight end in NFL history has more 100-yard receiving games than Travis Kelsey. He broke that record in the win over the Chargers, and then – Mark picked the Chargers to cover. It was five and a half and 30 to 27 was the final. So that's a two and a week for Mark. He's perfect in week 11 and 15 and 12 on the year going in to week 12. How you feeling, man? I mean, you got to be, I mean, confident, right? Yeah. I mean, I feel pretty good. I mean, to be 15 and 12 at this point in the season, I think you would take that. Absolutely. Um, you know, considering I had a couple of, bad weeks here and there so you know just to be over 500 you know pretty comfortably and i can extend it this week i feel pretty good and you know unfortunately there's no player props available right now so like you said last week maybe we may have to add on another play like before the game we might have to do that like behind the, the channels here in our group tech yeah we'll go behind the scenes yeah message <laughs> so uh i do have two plays though still based on just the, the totals of the game i have the under on the total points it's at 43 right now. Obviously, uh, you know, they're considering the Rams probably won't score that much in this game. <laughs> so uh, I, I like that number for the under because we know Andy Reid and the Chiefs, if they get up real big, 
I can see them kind of letting her throw off the gas in the second half, you know, running the ball. Mahomes may sit in the fourth quarter. So I think that Chiefs will score probably in the low 30s, but I don't see the Rams scoring more than 10 points in this game. So when I consider that, I think the under on 43 is really, really a good play here. And then my other play is, I know it's a big number, but I'm taking it anyway. I'm not scared of the spread. Chiefs minus 13 and a half, two touchdown win. I mean, like I just said, it's the same thing. The Rams aren't going to be able to score in this game. I don't see how they're going to be able to keep it even competitive at all. So 13 and a half to me still feels kind of low. Considering I thought I saw 14 and a half at, at some point this week. 13 and a half. Are oh, you saw that 14 and a half? I did, well, yeah. Okay, I locked it in at 13 and a half, though. It might may have moved since then. But, I mean, even at 14 and a half, I'll still take it. So I think the Chiefs win this game by 17, 17 or more points. So, you know, I know it's a big number. People may be a little scared about it, but please don't overthink it. The Rams starting a first-time quarterback. They don't have Cooper Cup in this game. It's in Arrowhead. The Chiefs are going to roll. So those are my two plays. The under on the total points at 43 and the Chiefs covering at 13 and a half. Mark's been red hot, man. I might have to uh I might have to tell you on one of these. Uh, once I get back to the Kansas side, of course. I'm I'm at home. I'm in a great great state of GA right now. It's not no legal sport- in Georgia? No sports betting here. We ain't, oh, wow. we ain't got that yet. We ain't got that wow. yet. But once I get back to once I get back to the Sunflower State, uh, I'm locking in that. I, I I like these plays, man. Okay. I I like when you like my plays. It makes me feel a lot better. <laughs> Did you, you know, Are you a Henry Winkler fan? Did you see Henry Winkler at the game? Yeah, I, I did actually. I did. That, that was a cool little collab. He was excited, him, man. He that was, was a- very. You could <laughs> no, see no. like the joy in his in his face when he met Mahomes. And, it was and genuine. That was cool. it was super genuine. Super yeah. genuine. I think it's fun to see like you know other people because like we're we're in the space we're in the bubble like I I don't look at me Louie a little bit here but I mean I see Patrick Mahomes once a week usually but most people don't you know and it was yeah. cool to see it was cool to see that collab in LA no absolutely um tell me how was it like on the field and it was your first time in so far like how was what do you think about the stadium is it the best one you've been to so far like what was the vibe like Here's what I'll say. And I was talking with a couple of people on the flight back about this. SoFi is amazing, right? Like state of the art. It's got everything you could ever need, everything you could ever hope for out of a facility. I see why they're having multiple Super Bowls there and every big event for the next 50 years. I, I get it, right? But it's no soul, man. It, it, it's no it's no soul in those walls just yet. You know, you can, it, it seems like a little bit of an airport hangar. Arrowhead. While it while it's not SoFi, it's got character, it's got soul, it's got a heart. SoFi just needs a little soul. You know, it's still early, so I'm sure you probably feel the same way. Have you been to Allegiant in Vegas? Have not been to Allegiant. That's next on my oh. list. But the problem is the Chiefs always play at home. They never play a road playoff game, so it's like I never, I never yes. get to see these others places. <laughs> that is true, and like it's probably gonna be that way again this year. It's crazy, man. Absolutely crazy. On the way out, what's your favorite Thanksgiving side dish? Uh, definitely mac and cheese. Definitely mac and cheese. Yeah, easy. No but, but okay, I, I, that's an easy, that's a cop-out answer. Let me give you another one. I'm going to say I'm a big dressing guy. Mm. I like dressing, yeah. I like how you say dressing because here is stuffing. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. But it's okay. the same thing. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's that southern. That's that southern twang right there. Okay. okay. <laughs> what about you? What about you? What's your favorite? 
mac and cheese easy yeah definitely but i mean right now the house is already smelling up because we're doing a we're doing a pre you know a little warmer you do like the you do the stuff that doesn't take as long today and then tomorrow yeah, you put, yeah. yeah so i'm already hey, okay. Already smelling. Well, I know you don't. Tonight, we have to we have to change the time for you. You talking about how I'm high maintenance? You're high maintenance. Can we switch the time? Because I have to go to the Atlanta Hawks game tonight. Like, dang. Okay, Air Lab. We switched the whole show up for you. But I'm Hollywood. I'm the high maintenance one. That's crazy. Appreciate y'all being flexible here on Chiefs Coast to Coast. Thank y'all for listening to that whole Arrowhead Pride podcast platform. Mark Gunnell's out in L.A. Aaron Ladd here in Atlanta right now. We will recap Chiefs Rams from Week 12 next time we talk to y'all. Until then, be easy.